Hey guys, this is Yael. Welcome to Jewish Latin Princess. Welcome to another mini-sode. You're listening to Jewish Latin Princess Podcast by Yael. Every week, get your dose of inspiration from the world's most uniquely talented Jewish women and from Yael herself. Seeking profound and practical ways to live a joyful, richer Jewish life? Welcome to Jewish Latin Princess Podcast. And now, Jewish lifestyle expert and bilingual blogger at jewishlatinprincess.com, your host, Yael. I want to give you a boost of inspiration, of confidence, of trust, of momentum. I want to be with you every weekday, and I'd love to hear what you think of these mini-sodes. This whole week, when you listen to these, can you do me a huge favor? Leave a review on your iTunes app, take a screenshot, and post it on your Instagram stories and tag me, or send that screenshot to yael at jewishlatinprincess.com. Every single one of you who submits a review and sends it via Instagram stories or email will be getting a Starbucks gift card and a link for us to get get together for 20 minutes and chat. Yeah, we can even have our coffee together. I hope you enjoy this mini-sode. Yeah, and, and by the way, for all of us to know that we might have a need for security, for relationship, for depth. There's certain needs that we all have that may be things that we're lacking in our childhood for love, for example, for affection, like for open love. And we think the money is going to like replace that. Not, I don't think we think it consciously, but subconsciously. We look for replacement, whether it be in the money or in the food or in other things, right? But until that need is met, we're not going, we're not going to solve it. But that's like on a very deep level. So I want to tell you my earliest money memory and what I realized that did for me so that, because I think it could be helpful, okay? Um, my earliest money memory was when I was seven years old, I was sent to Miami to visit my aunt and my grandmother, who was also visiting Miami. She actually lived in Puerto Rico where I'm from, but she was visiting there, and then I joined her. In that vacation, my grandmother took me shopping to a very nice American mall, the likes of uh, which I'd never seen, right? Because I came from a small island. And we went to one of these department stores, call it Macy's, call it Nima Marcus, I don't remember. And we're in the children's clothing section. And it was the days, it was the 80s, it was the days of guests. You remember guests, right? And guest logo and the guests, everything, whatever. And there were two gorgeous guest outfits. I still remember them hanging there. And I, my eye went to them and my grandmother, and I said, can I try them? And my grandmother said, yes. And I tried them and I loved them. And my grandmother said, do you want me to buy them for you? And I said, yes. And then she said something that even then struck me to be really weird. She said, do you think your mom will pay for this? And I was, I remember being like so weirded out by that question because of course I don't know the answer to that because I'm only seven. And I also don't know why, I also want the clothing. So all I want is to say, yes, she'll pay for it. Now, can you buy it? You know, like, and lo and behold, and I said, yeah. And she bought it. And I showed up in Puerto Rico with my two fancy guest outfits, which probably cost $80, $75. I don't know, back in the day, I don't know how much, but it was, you know, for a little kid, probably a significant amount of money. My parents at that 
and that earlier time in our marriage weren't really very well off at all. Um, and what happened, here's the earliest money memory, okay? I came back home with these outfits, and the next thing I remember, I don't remember anything else but this, a massive argument between my grandmother and my mother. Massive. How could you have bought these outfits and said that I would pay for them? And how could you not pay for them? And but how could you? And wh why? Like, why? You took her shopping. You paid for them. And you can only imagine that a seven-year-old is watching this, and I'm so confused. I am so confused. I have no idea the background between these two women and their own financial, you know, whatever their issues were, right? So what kind of decision do you think I made when I was seven? What kind of things do you think I thought to myself that kind of played out in my life all along without knowing? Yeah, guilt. That you weren't worth something nice, that you weren't loved enough. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly, exactly. If they loved me, they would pay for it. Like, here's a bubby and a mother. Can't they pay for this? Like, how come they can't? I, I must not be worth it, right? I must not be worth it. If you love me, you pay for it. So what's interesting, I never actually thought much about this, but I'm giving you the example so you see how this starts playing out. How do you think I feel? And the interesting thing is that something like this happened today when I had my money date with my husband. We usually get together on Sundays and we talk about our financial life. How do you think I feel in my married life when I hear no? I can't, we can't get this. Even though I'm a rational adult and I do this, I teach people about this. What do you think is my, my knee-jerk reaction? Even though my husband is a loving, amazing person, right? It's, it's a visceral reaction. And I'm not saying that I actually act on it, but I'm, I want you guys to be aware that now I know that I have a trigger, right? Like, like I get uncomfortable when I hear no, and I never understood why until I finally got to that very early incident that seems so silly, but now it's so clear in my life. And as I was exploring most of my behaviors in my young adult life, I used to compensate a lot of things with money because that made me feel like I was loved, right? So, and even now in my marriage, when I have to hold myself back, even though I'm a very disciplined person, but it's more not myself, it's more when I hear my husband having to hold us back. And like, he reminds me because it, these are our goals. This is what we want, right? But for me, my first initial instinct is that little kid who's hearing no, right? And he must not be on my side. And it's very interesting. The Ruch Hashem, we, have, we, we know each other so well that, that he sometimes, when he sees that I'm getting a little upset, like today, he knows, like, you know I'm on your side. And I'm like, I know, I know, I know, right? But this is why I want to tell, wanted to tell you the story because when I got to this part, it just, everything made so much sense about different decisions that I had made in my adult life and different behaviors around money um, where I felt both that I wasn't um, worth it and I wasn't enough, so I kind of would blow it. But on the other hand, I also was blessed with a family who later on was very giving and like much like Ida said, showed affection with money. So... It was like there was a lot of contradiction there, but I think one of the most powerful things that I um, that I received was that early, early experience. 
All right, ladies, I hope you enjoyed this mini-sode. Please leave a review on iTunes and share the screenshot on your Instagram stories tagging me or via email. I hope this was uplifting, refreshing, and to see you here tomorrow. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Jewish Latin Princess Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on iTunes, leave a rating, and share the podcast with the Jewish women you love. To access today's show notes, ask Yael a question, or suggest a uniquely talented Jewish woman to be featured on the show, visit JewishLatinPrincess.com.